Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So glad to have you with us. I'm Cassidy, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Diz. Hey, guys. This week, we are super excited to get into our topic because it's something that I think we've been anticipating for a very long time. And this past week, we've just basically been talking about it nonstop. Yes. But if it wasn't already obvious by the title, this week we are discussing the latest entry into the MCU, Wakanda Forever, which is, as of our recording, this has only been out, like, officially less than a week, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's it's like very recent, uh, very new, and um, I know we say this all the time with all of our episodes, but for this one especially, given how recent this is, if you haven't seen the movie, and if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, this is probably not the episode to listen to, yeah. because we have so much to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all good things. It was phenomenal. It was. Um, I cannot and... say that enough. This movie was absolutely phenomenal, but like, <laughs> we're going to get into everything, guys. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's in theaters. Go watch it <laughs> and come back because, oh, my God, it's, all the feels, just everything. It's, yeah, it's it's a really amazing movie. And I think not all movies can do that thing where it's like they have a fairly long runtime, mm. but then you don't feel it. Mm-hmm. I think Endgame was kind of like that where it was like. Wasn't it over three hours? And like, I didn't feel like it was three hours long. This movie is um just under two hours and 45 minutes. It's like yep. two hours and 41 or something, I want to say. But yep. you really, or at least I didn't feel like I was watching an almost three-hour movie. It goes by very quickly. And it's, mm-hmm. um again, it's such a phenomenal movie. It's like oh, very yeah. emotional. So bring tissues mm-hmm. <laughs> if you haven't seen it and you're planning to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, there's so much to talk about. So, um, I know we're very excited, but like we said, just keep in mind that we will be getting into spoilery territory. So listener discretion is advised, but as always for everyone who sticks around, thank you. Um, I know we say this all the time, but we really can't understate how much we appreciate everybody who listens to us. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Now let's get started with this cat because this, um, this movie deals with some pretty heavy stuff right off the bat, right? Because um, as we all know, unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman passed away in 2020. So now this cast and crew had the Herculean task, I would say, of basically <laughs> making another Black Panther movie without the person who embodied the role so perfectly that you cannot think of anyone else to, you know, take up that role or that mantle at this point. Because again, Chadwick Boseman was phenomenal. The minute you saw him as T'Challa, it was him. It, it, it was just him, you know, like, I, I cannot state that enough. But unfortunately, he passed away in 2020 and... Again, that left not only Marvel, but also the cast and crew to deal with this incredible loss and how to build this franchise from there. Not to talk about this from a money-making perspective, but it means so much for in terms of representation, too, uh, for someone, for Black people specifically, that a role model like T'Challa existed. And this movie literally had the monumental Herculean task of, you know, filling 
those his gigantic shoes as it were um and it starts with something really heavy again like where you see he's not it, all this T'Challa's off screen at this point Shuri's like very furiously working to synthesize or artificially create the heart-shaped herb to help her ailing brother and i literally it, it literally hurts me when the first line is like bast listen to my prayer if you if my brother survives this i will never doubt you again that's what she says and it's <laughs> it's it's painful to hear her say that because that's all she ever wants and unfortunately she fails because there's no saving him uh, and again the tears start right there let's be honest what did you think of that <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, again, like you said, the tears start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very moving scene. And also, I think, like, just in general, this movie is, like, a very yes. moving tribute to Chadwick as an actor yes. and as a person. Yes. Um, and I know, I think we talked about it when we did last week's episode, which was the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just, like you said, so iconic and, mm-hmm. and so perfect for the role that um, it's really hard to imagine that there is or that there can be a story without him. Mm-hmm. But um, the opening scene is really, really um, moving. But also I was just genuinely surprised because they adapted kind of um, his real life situation yeah. to kind of suit the character. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, I don't know if it counts coming from me because obviously I'm not his family or anything. But to me, it felt like it was like a respectful way of kind of sending off his character without kind yes. of making it seem like they were just kind of playing what had happened to him in real life um, for the sake of just like advancing the story. So, um, but no, the opening scene where Shuri's kind of like praying at first and kind of like bargaining, like, just let me do this one thing. And like, yeah. I promise, like, I'll do X, Y, Z, whatever. Like that, mm-hmm. I think is something that anybody who's experienced loss has definitely felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've done that. Like, when you try to process it, it's like you can't process it sometimes and you just start bargaining. You're like, if you do one thing for me, universe, like I'll do whatever you want, like that type of thing. So yeah. I'm That's sure a lot of people is. can empathize with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, again, it was just it was a very moving scene. And um, it also, like I said, to me, felt like it was done respectfully in the sense mm-hmm. that like they had T'Challa kind of mirror what Chadwick had gone through, yep. um, but they didn't to me didn't feel like they were doing it in a way that felt disrespectful or like they were kind of making like a mockery of what had happened. Um, No, absolutely. That's like a difficult um, line to walk as far as I can, uh, can, uh, as far as, again, it's really hard to toe that line if you know what I'm saying, right? (laughs) Because like, it's not simple. And they're trying, the, and they're trying to be respectful of this person that they were close to and lost in real life for a story. And I think someone on Tumblr made a very good point that they like the fact that T'Challa didn't die a super heroic death. He died of something that literally could not be helped, like nothing and that and and the fact that it mirrored what happened to Chadwick made it even more profound and I agree with them Mm -hmm. in that scenario and it's really sad that they had to send him off and then again I love how this movie deals with grief because it's 
and we've said this countless times, grief is different. Grief and trauma are different for every single person. They deal with it differently. They have different feelings about it. And that is showcased so clearly in this movie when you see how both Ramonda and Shuri deal with T'Challa's death. Um, but before we get into that, I have to mention the beautiful way they paid homage to Chadwick Boseman in the Marvel uh, logo uh, mm-hmm. for this movie because, oh my God, like I said, the tears started right in the beginning and this was this made it even worse. You're like, oh my God, this is like, I think too something that this movie does really well which i think marvel movies have done like a couple of them i think have done before but it's mm-hmm. usually in like really key scenes like mm-hmm. the music just cuts oh, and God. this movie utilizes that so well in the sense that like it's already emotional i think if you enjoyed the first movie if you feel any sort of attachment or connection mm-hmm. to the characters or whatever from the first movie yeah. coming into the second movie when you start seeing things like this logo where it's you know it's all just scenes of chadwick as t'challa yeah. Yeah. and there's like no music no it's just music. silent and like the logo comes on yeah. it just i don't know something about it just hits that much harder it's, it's just does. Uh, oh my god yeah it's it's just it, i i don't know quite what like how to describe it no. and why it kind of elicits the re- reaction that it does mm. but i remember mm. like even knowing that that was coming because i think that was like something that people had mentioned yep, even before did. the movie released they did, they did. um yeah so like even knowing that i mean i wasn't still, prepared for it i was not yeah it's still it's very emotional mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. But then you get to the get to the funeral, which is again, you see how I like how they made it a celebration of his life. Um, because everyone there no one's I mean, of course they're mourning. I'm not saying they're not mourning, but there's they're basically throwing a party to say we are going to celebrate our king's life and we're going to send him off with as uh, with with a bang or something like that we're not going to be sad about this constantly or something like that which i really appreciated what did you think of that yeah i mean it's bittersweet mm-hmm. because i think too like on the one hand kind of similar to i guess the way Wakanda's traditions or culture, mm. whatever, dictate, I guess. Like, they, wasn't it a quote in What If where um, T'Challa says, like, we don't believe, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, it loosely, he says something to the effect of, like, they don't believe that death is the end. I think he and, says that um, both in Civil War and in What If. Yeah. Um, I'm probably just remembering What If because that was the most recent thing in it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the last thing he also did for the character. Oh my but, God. I get, mm, yeah. I know, I know. It it really sometimes like it gets you when you think about it. Yeah. But um yeah, I remember like hearing that quote and, and thinking like on the one hand I understand that, but then also kind of watching the funeral procession or whatever you want to call it. No, yeah, and then watching the way mean. the people like celebrated it, but then the way Shuri was kind of not <laughs> really I know. like I guess, processing it everything. And that was also yeah. yeah, it was also so relatable because, again, like for the people, T'Challa was their king. And as much as they might have loved him, he was somebody, I'm assuming, that was kind of a little bit removed from their life, not fully. Like, right? I think so. In, yeah. 
Um, and he was like a figurehead. And of course, you know, they can respect a figurehead, have whatever connection they have, but it's not like Shuri. I mean, that was her brother, like her, yeah. I'm assuming her best friend and like, mm. the one you know, who taught that, her that's family. Everything. Yeah. Like, and so like to, to see other people kind of with. celebrate it. Yeah. To see other people celebrate him, I'm sure must've been like very bittersweet because on the one hand, I think it goes to show just how like beloved of a figure he was and how much of an impact he had or how Mm -hmm. much his people respected him because obviously you know all of Wakanda was like celebrating and honoring him Mm -hmm. but then also for her it's like that's her brother how can she like get any sense of joy from what these people are doing because he's still dead like unfortunately it's bittersweet so I get what you're saying it's very bittersweet and I think bittersweet is like a really like I think that's a theme for this movie. this movie. I think that's a theme for yeah. this movie, to be honest. Yeah. And we'll mm-hmm. get to that because there's so many amazing moments in this movie. I cannot just just like I, I can't. But I think it was either Ryan Coogler or Letitia Wright who basically said that I think it was Ryan Coogler in an interview, he said, Shuri has never known life without her brother. That's he's pretty much been there in her life as long as she's known anything and so now for that person to be suddenly removed from her life is just devastating and of course it's not that Romanda is not mourning she is that is her son but it's like right everyone I think deals with it differently I feel and that's pretty much what I can take away from that at this point yeah I think also with Shuri it was I think a sense of like guilt almost because that opening scene like she's the one who's trying to like find a solution and solve it and it's not her fault but in that moment I think people kind of just get absorbed in this idea that it's like it's it's up to me like I I have to like this is my responsibility or like I have to do this or like I'm the only one that can solve it and also for her especially you know being the amazing genius that she is I'm sure yeah I'm sure she felt like she could um tackle this problem and potentially solve it too if she just had enough time which is unfortunately the one thing that they didn't have so when Ramonda comes in and she's like your brother is now with the ancestors for her I'm sure that must have been a huge blow because she was not like letting anything stop her like she was just like I just need to think I need to like focus and like I need to do this I have to do this and like failure was not an option but unfortunately in these situations it's not as simple as saying like I'm just going to keep powering through and like there's nothing I can't figure out if I just like apply myself I think this was unfortunately a little bit beyond her and I think she knew that and I think some part of her probably was aware that it wasn't her fault and there was really no reason for her to take the blame but But it's hard to accept that in that moment yeah no I completely understand (laughs) I think I know exactly what you're getting at but that's for another podcast altogether dude like seriously But I completely understand what you're saying, because in that moment, I think she feels responsible for not having found a solution in time. And I think that's why she's really taking it harder than Ramonda did. Because, um, and I want to talk about Ramonda here for a minute, and Angela Bassett. God damn it, this woman blew me away with this movie. Like, I swear to God. This whole cast. Yeah. I swear, like, 
awards are performative. They don't really do much. They don't mean anything. But I swear, if this cast does not get every award under the sun for their performance, especially like the core cast, yeah, like, like no, what is Hollywood even doing? Yeah, like all like... of them. I mean, I, 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 I know that like there's some sort of like stigma around superhero movies and whatever. Oh, come on. But like, let that go for the, this. Movie, like this, this was like another level like it's just i don't even know what to say because their performances just blew me away like i (sighs) it's just incredible that uh, again i want to talk about the scene that you see angela bassett in where she's at the united nations and um it's it's just in again she blew me away with this because she gives a speech here where there's where she mentions that there was an attack by member states of the UN at a Wakandan outreach facility to steal vibranium. Thankfully, the Wakandans had um, security in place to make sure that no one stole their vibranium. But the speech that she gave and the way she gave it, I was blown away by it. And I will not shut up about how this woman deserves all the awards for how she portrayed Queen Ormonda in this movie. I just cannot say that. I think they all do. I mean, I think, too, part of it is that because they were coming from, like, a very real, like, emotional place, like, they were obviously acting to a certain extent. But I think some of it was also just them expressing, I'm sure, what they actually felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Because, I mean, for them, too, it's not like... I mean, we think of Chadwick Boseman as like an actor and like a public figure, but for them, I'm sure he was more than that. He was also just like a friend and like a family member and like yeah, a coworker, exactly. like all these different things like wrapped up in one. And so it mm-hmm. must have been like, I think the world mourned him, but for, you know, for them as his co-stars and I think, you know, even his family, I'm sure it was um, a lot different. Per- so much per- so much more personal, I'd say. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. And again, that speech, I just, dude, she blew me away. Like I, you you sit there rooted to your spot. I rooted to the spot, like on the edge of your seat when she's talking that way to these these people, and like, and she's just like, I'm I'm being I'm I'm being very generous here by just bringing these people who tried to steal my country's resources. And the next time this happens, I will not be so generous. And mm-hmm. I love how she literally said. I'm aware that you're trying to find vibranium outside of Wakanda and I wish you luck with it. If you find it outside, I have no I have no concern for that. But if you take out take if you try to steal from our outreach centers and re and t- try to take our resources, I will not be so generous the next time. I love that. It was amazing. Yeah. Also, I think this is like getting ahead a little bit, but I always found it very funny in like a kind of dark way that all these nations were like Wakanda needs to demilitarize and this and that and then there's a really good quote that Everett Ross says like later on in the movie when he talks about like what would happen had another country gotten a hold of vibranium first and like that was my reaction too I'm like you guys keep talking like this big thing about you know Wakanda needs to like demilitarize and do this Mm -hmm. and that to like make the other countries feel comfortable Mm -hmm. but they've been this way for a very very long time and not once have they unprovoked just gone out and attacked Mm -hmm. and like you can make an argument for like well you know they could they might do this they might do that but it's like in 300 years or whatever however long they've had access to vibranium 
not once have they done that and i don't know it just it, it just felt very interesting that like all these countries were talking about like the potential for wakanda to do it and like that was also kind of you know way what Killmonger was getting at in the first movie that Wakanda was sitting on top of all these resources and they weren't doing anything mm -hmm. and then in this movie now all these other nations are like well they could do something mm -hmm. and we, we would never be ready and it's also like I get that but again they haven't unprovoked attacked anybody they haven't really done anything to like threaten another world power beyond just like exist exactly. so um, I don't know it just it it felt kind of funny that all these other nations were like, we need them to like... critical, like you said. Yeah. For sure. Um, and right from this, I also want to go... I, I, I also want to talk about what happens next because she did mention that they were looking for vibranium outside of Wakanda, which again is their business. Like, like really, if they go to some neutral territory and find it, that's completely their business. And we're we do see a crew in the Atlantic Ocean that found vibranium, but this is when we're introduced to a new threat. Um. <laughs> And I want to talk about that because I found, dude, that siren that they, the song that they sing to lure these people out is haunting. Like you can, it oh my is. God, I, I mean, I heard it the first time, but then I watched this movie the second time. I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is haunting. I would, it, like, literally, it was so crazy. Like, oh my God. Like, I, and yeah, I, yeah, also, I, it's just, I just want to say it's very humorous to me that this movie is releasing right before another really big movie with mm. more blue people. <laughs> and I remember being in the theater watching like these, like the first time you see it, you don't really know. Like, I mean, I think yeah. if you've seen the trailers, you know who they are. Yeah, but if exactly. you don't know anything, you're like, oh, look, blue people. And I cannot tell you how many people who saw that scene in the theater immediately went oh we got a preview to avatar too early <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like yeah kind of <laughs> oh, well. but um yeah no that scene was really cool but also um i have a couple of questions about this because it's like mm -hmm. did nobody think to look for vibranium outside of wakanda sooner <laughs> i mean <laughs> like why is it only thing. happening now <laughs> see that's the thing they didn't know that uh, yeah that that's a good question i think I mean, it's, it's, if I had to answer it, my guess would be that they probably attempted to find it. They didn't have the resources or like the capability probably. to do it until now. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, I just, I was watching like these people talk about like vibranium outside of Wakanda. And it's like, you literally did not need to like threaten this station or like do anything to Wakanda. You could have just well, looked for vibranium elsewhere yourself. But <laughs> well, if only they had that much sense, yeah. <laughs> um, but I do want to again the, the uh, that song is so haunting that I I literally you have to you're on the edge of your seat watching this happen because they're just <laughs> like they're they're not I, I don't know if they're killing them or just disarming them they're just like jump into the water that that's it, it it's like 
I mean, I think it's honestly as good as a death sentence because they're in an oil yeah. rig in like the middle of nowhere. No, I mean, they're yeah. not even on an oil rig. They're just on like a really big they're research vessel. They're in the vessel. ocean somewhere. And then in the middle yeah, of the ocean. Exactly. Yeah, so like it's as good as like killing them. I mean, they're not actually like hitting them or like physically touching them, mm. but just like hypnotizing them, whatever you want to call it, and having yeah. these people throw themselves overboard um, is yeah. as good as a death sentence. And honestly... Yep. Um, I will say it's a little hard to like be upset that that's happening because mm, it's that's, it's very nuanced. I will give it it's, that. Yeah, it's it's very nuanced. But like when you like on on the surface, it just seems like okay, here's a bunch of like people threatening an underwater nation mm-hmm. or like this you know secret power or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're just doing what they think they need to do to like protect, protect their themselves in their home yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's like it's a little bit hard to kind of fault them for their aggressive reaction yeah. Yeah. but then it's not quite the same as saying like they i don't know it's, it's very nuanced like you said it's it's hard mm-hmm. to fault them but then it's also hard to in the same breath be like oh they're absolutely right and like they should have done exactly what they did it's like maybe there's a better way that doesn't involve well, so much bloodshed on either side but we'll get um, to that there's a lot yeah, of that's easier said than like, done <laughs> it is easier said than done but i do want to get to uh, one of again one of the most heartbreaking scenes in this movie and there's so many that i it's hard to count let's be honest right because <laughs> shuri's like hard at work in her lap still because she's drowned herself in work to not you know deal with her grief to be mm-hmm. honest you even hear that Nakia has been trying to contact her and Shuri has not been accepting this woman's calls as well mm-hmm. and again Ramanda is trying to help her with this but she can't because everyone has to process this in their own time in their own way pretty much but she does try to get her out of her lab and like there's something we need to do and I love how I love this conversation that they have because Ramonda's like I uh, we're going to burn the funeral clothes uh, this basically signifies that we're ending our mourning period and we're releasing this basically. And when I uh, and she literally says, "You need to come to this place to sit with yourself for a while and just you know think about what's happened and deal with it. And doing this will help you." And I love how Shuri's just like that's what you might you think you may think that it brought you comfort that he was there for you at that time when you did this but that's just something that you that your mind made up to give you some comfort I don't uh, I don't think that it really happened and again (laughs) I love how she approaches this with logic and she can't find logic in her brother dying and her brother just being gone and I also love mm-hmm. how she's like, if I think too much about my brother, I won't I won't I won't just burn these clothes. I'll burn I'll burn this world and everyone in it. I can't deal with that. What did you think of that? Because yeah. oh my god, that hurt. Like That's... that really hurt. I mean, again, there's just so many scenes in this movie that 
hurt um just because it, again it's, it's a very emotional thing yeah. and i mean yeah. you know even though i think for people like you and me we're so far removed from yeah, yeah. these people as well, like actors that, like, you know? like, yeah oh. you you really do feel it and i think that's why like this movie just it, it really like hits you so hard because mm. part of it is these people acting but then another part of it is, is just like them expressing i'm sure like what they've naturally felt as a result um of chadwick's passing so it's mm -hmm. just um like that scene in, in particular like when i saw that the first time i was just like yeah, immediately but... just like sobbing yes because it's it's i think everybody who's lost or anybody who's lost somebody has has kind of felt that to angry. a certain extent that it's like it yeah it's like it's not fair the universe it, yeah, took so yeah. and so from me whether it was too soon or, mm -hmm. or too quickly whatever the case was mm -hmm. um and you do kind of I think start feeling like you know to a certain extent it's like you against the world yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah um, for sure dude so yeah like that scene especially but also again because like her brother was her world i mean like not that she didn't have interests or you know whatever outside of him but you but know he's family so he's her brother yeah right it, and so it's like yeah. and and even again like within the context of the movie this happens like very suddenly and it happens mm -hmm. the way it did in real life too where you know t'challa doesn't tell anybody and it's very quick very sudden very unexpected mm -hmm. and they're kind of Scrambling, you know, scrambling with it, to, to be honest yeah, yeah. and then yeah. yeah like initially it's like scrambling to figure out like what can we do to like prolong this and you know put it off potentially cure it whatever and then when that's not an option it's like what can we do like right now and then you know unfortunately when he dies and it's like definitely like you said like just grappling with it and like mm -hmm. what this means for them as a family and then yeah. as a country and, and and all of that but yeah sure he's saying like it won't just be these clothes i burn like i'll want i, I want to burn the world um that's like it's a very powerful and moving quote because i think mm -hmm. it's it's true for anybody who lost somebody i think you kind of feel yeah. like oh my god it's not fair the universe took them from me and you start Again, feeling very grief. bitter. It's yes, <laughs> because like I think I think someone made a good point of this saying that the overarching theme of phase four, and we'll probably discuss this in another episode, would be grief and how people deal with grief. I mean, if you look at WandaVision, you see Wanda grappling with losing everything. <laughs> and it's the and and you see Peter losing May and now to and now Shuri losing T'Challa. It's like, oh my God, so much pain here. That 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 uh, Facebook yeah. is pain, guys. Facebook has literally been pain. But then it has, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Like that's the the thing too. I think where it's like, um. Grief is is different for everybody, and people's yeah. response to it is different. But oh it's God, it's yes. really hard to like. I don't think there's any way like you can compare grief and be like, oh, like my grief is more than yours or whatever. It's all, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all just grief. And Phase Four has given or shown us so many characters just grieving so many different things, whether it was you know, like the death of other people that they were like. We're close to loved ones whatever or just like the death of yeah. to a certain extent themselves too mm -hmm. um because i think certain characters were kind of forced into positions that maybe they didn't really want to be oh my in. god that is shuri um, like dude literally mm -hmm. that's definitely herbs because 
right now she's forced into probably or possibly taking over at some point, right? Because she's oh god, it's not. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot on her shoulder. Well, not just her, but you know, her and Ramonda because mm-hmm. one, I mean, I can't remember like why exactly Ramonda couldn't lead, but I know like in the interim she was like standing in and she said she would lead until a new successor had been chosen and all of that but it's like they don't have like a you know official ruler like they have an interim ruler they don't have a, like a protector because the black panther like t'challa was the black panther and, and the unfortunately he's gone. is gone too so mm-hmm. it's not it doesn't work yeah like so it's like they have like i mean those are two monumental problems for them unfortunately mm-hmm. and on top of it all like kind of the icing on the cake that nobody asked for like all these other nations are like well Wakanda should do this Wakanda should do that and yeah. it's like I that's why also like as as tempting as it must be for them to kind of feel like okay Wakanda might be in like a more you know unstable position i love when ramonda was at the un convention or like oh that my kind God. Of conference and she was like you might be thinking that now is the time to strike but like we are not like just because we've lost all these people doesn't mean we're like down for people the count and she's basically like yeah i love how she was just like warning them and she's like don't underestimate us i because... love that again she blew yeah. me away but damn it dude like i you're yeah, and your like when you're watching this, I can't state this enough. Everyone, the entire cast in this movie, just knocked it out of the park like nobody's business. I know. I, that's why I'm just like, I give can't. them all the awards. Again, I know awards are more or less meaningless uh, now, but um, it's just, to me, it's like mind boggling that anybody can watch this and then just be like, eh. Like, how? I mean, I was hey, like, I mean, yeah. I was sobbing the whole time. Well, not not the whole time, because there, there was a lot of like very like touching, lighthearted moments that mm-hmm. I think kind of bring a smile to your face, even oh, God. though you're we'll kind get of like crying. <laughs> but um, it, it it was such a like a, a moving tribute to mm-hmm. both the actor and the character. Yeah. And then to kind of see the mantle being passed on, I just thought it was very beautiful. And um, I think somebody online, I want to say it was like through Tumblr or something, mm-hmm. and I apologize that I don't have the source. I'm, this is not my idea or like my words, but somebody made a really interesting comment about how mm-hmm. like grief is not linear, oh, and this movie does a really yes. good job of showing that don't because that, yeah. Shuri is like she's grieving, but she's not. It's not like she's going from point A to point B. Like there's bits and pieces where you feel like okay, maybe she's making some progress, and she's not like she's kind of starting to let it go, and then she kind of gets like sucked back in, and then you see her kind of grapple with some really tough things and having to make Mm. some really tough decisions and then you know there's um instances where she like kind of just gives in to what she's feeling and then she goes we'll get to that again (laughs) i um he uh, i mean the the main cast has basically knocked us out of the park and we'll get to it oh my god i they've done a phenomenal job like yeah it's like this is just gonna be us just like singing their praises for yes i don't know until black panther 3 Like, dude, I mean, seriously, they did such a good job with this because, like, again, this is when you see Namor and Mm -hmm. he basically he basically comes in and tells them that 
uh, a vibrant some some person in uh, that the, the CIA basically had a vibranium detector which they dropped in the ocean and detected vibranium near his kingdom within in the depths of the ocean and he's basically like get me the scientist who built this vibranium detector or we basically or i will attack you guys basically that's what he <laughs> says and which is like unfair because he blames them uh i mean yeah it's, it's it's i think it's it's a little bit unfair because he's like the way he frames it is like well when t'challa like revealed wakanda's secrets it put my like nation in danger too which is you know like it's a valid thing to say but also like t'challa didn't know that you guys were a, a country or like a nation mm -hmm. so i don't know that's entirely fair to put it all on him but also my thing was just like wakanda is the most technologically advanced nation within the mcu yeah, that's absolutely true. So I never understood, like, why they didn't think that Wakanda could protect them if vibranium oh, yeah. had been discovered. Because, mm -hmm. um, again, like, you know, they've got the technology, they've got, like, the cool gadgets, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. um, they have, like, their own supply of vibranium. So I never understood why Talokan wasn't just like, let's team up together and then just destroy these machines that this like cia or whatever is using to find vibranium and then we don't have to worry about like doing anything but um also i think part of it is like it's personal because for namor obviously like he's kind of got a vendetta against mm -hmm. land dwellers so i think yeah. it went beyond just like saving the vibranium for themselves and i think at the same time you kind of wanted to like ensure that not only were they preventing other people from finding vibranium they were like saving or like preventing their people from being threatened or whatever it's weird because i think he wants to make sure that no one ever builds a machine like that again and <laughs> It's really interesting how he goes about doing that. But this is why I say it's nuanced. Because I get where this guy is coming from. I really do. Because like they because once these people find vibranium, they'll do anything to get it. Like it's not that they have any you know, like I don't think they have a conscience when it comes to stuff like this. They're like if they find vibranium, they'll take it and they'll be like this is ours now. We're going to use it the way we want kind of deal, you know? And <laughs> and that's exactly what the what Namor is afraid of. And he, but he I I feel like he's going about this in a very black and white way. <laughs> like in the sense that either you do this or I attack you kind of thing. There's no middle ground for him, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I think yeah. part of it too is I feel like maybe he felt he had to approach it that way because, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, when you learn of his backstory, I think there's a couple of instances that we see, and I'm sure there's probably more that's mm -hmm. um, implied and not really explicitly shown yeah. or mentioned on screen, but I'm sure there was like this whole thing of he didn't really belong on land, but he didn't quite entirely belong in the sea either. And so mm -hmm. it was like really hard for him, I think, for him, like as 
a person or being himself to kind of find mm-hmm. a middle ground and so like if he wanted a place he kind of had to go and make it himself essentially so I think oh, yeah. I wonder if like any of that had like an impact on him then popping up now and being like like you said like it's you have two options and nothing in between <laughs> and um yeah it, it it was really I think interesting to see that he was just like you're gonna help me or we go to war and it's like that's there's a really big gap between help and war (laughs) like you couldn't have found like like you said some middle ground to like try and do this another way but again i think for him it's also very personal and part of it is like it's as much about protecting his people as it is like making the perceived aggressors not they're not entirely not aggressors either but like you know surface dwellers pay too so I think, um yeah i think he wants to make a statement like if you try something like this again this is what will happen to you kind of thing mm-hmm. you know um but he does uh but this is when we actually get to smile a little in this movie because we're introduced to one of the best characters in this movie and that is Riri Williams. Let's talk about Riri because again, Dominique Thorne did such an amazing job with Riri. You 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 fall in love with her pretty much. Oh so my god! Yes, it. I mean, to be fair, I think for me personally, I'm easily amused or entertained, <laughs> so I feel like I fall in love with characters very easily. <laughs> but no, she is so much fun. I'm so excited for Ironheart. Yep. I have all these things I want to see, and I haven't shut up about them. I and know. you've been on the receiving end for a lot of it, but no, no Riri I love is it. great. I need more. Um, she's such a breath of fresh air, and like, yeah, I needed Ironheart yesterday. Right? <laughs> I can't wait till 2023. <laughs> or whenever the show is coming out like mm-hmm. I need it now um and I know like there's been some debate about whether or not they should have introduced her in this movie or just given her her own like introduction in her actual tv show but I'm really Whoa. glad that they introduced it in this mm-hmm. movie just mm-hmm. because it made for like a really hilarious scene um but also I just love the dynamic of like her and Shuri and I think also uh-huh. having like yeah somebody like Riri kind of allows Shuri to focus on something that's not just her grief um and I think in a way she kind of needed that because like the instances when she's with Shuri and I mean when she's with Riri and she's like talking to her and like you know like they're kind of like playing off of each other and talking about things it's not that she's like forgotten her brother or that he's no longer with them or she's just like miraculously like let go of all of her grief but she's not sitting in it quite so much no and I so exactly she's not, like, it's not he's not wallowing like, in it in that moment yeah and, you know and worse too I think it or maybe well, that's not the right, right way to phrase it but she it's not she's not letting it fester mm. which is I think like the really tough thing and I think there's a tendency to kind of like just sit in your guilt and or grief and and all of that and then just like let it fester and come to this point of like breaking and then you know unfortunately people can react in ugly ways and so um I think those moments when she's with Riri it's It's again she's forgotten all of them but yeah it's like a nice kind of departure she's not dwelling from... on it so much yeah no i agree um, but i want to talk about how they find riri because <laughs> because i see oh my god because shuri and okoye are like a pair okay they're like mm-hmm. a chaotic duo that i would love to see more of it's like okoye is this babysitter and shuri's just like sup 
I'm, I'm gonna fuck shit up now. You're not gonna be able to do anything about it. Bye. <laughs> it's just that dynamic, and I absolutely love it. And I love the fact that these two find Ross. <laughs> was just trying to live his best life. <laughs> and I yeah, I mean, I, I love that he's Tumblr, like, and I saw a thing on Tumblr where it was like, uh, where, uh, where it, it, it's just like the one line was like. Everett Ross just trying to stay fit. Okoye and Cherry sub colonizer. Time to commit treasons <laughs> against your country. And then the tag. Yeah. What one of the tags was Wakanda loves one white man and they're going to milk him for everything he's got. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. also I love too how like there's a bit where he's like, well, you know, I'm risking a lot just talking to you. And Cherry's like, come on, man. Like, you owe me. You owe my brother. Yeah. And then Ross just can't say anything to that. Because it's true. Yeah. I mean, they did true. save his life. And But also, I, I what I love, too, is that I think he realized that despite maybe whatever, like, loyalty he had to, you his, know. Yeah, the CIA Like, or the CIA whatever. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think having been in Wakanda, having seen what it's like and what the people are like and, like, what they're up against or what they were up against in the first movie, um, I think he kind of realized that, like, helping he them... sympathizes with them. He knows yeah, and, like, helping like, them yeah. isn't, like, a bad thing. Yeah. Um, especially because, like, in this case, too, like, they haven't really done anything wrong as far as like hurting the cia in particular um yeah. although the but cia the believes thing. like they believe that it's wakanda yeah. but that's and that's what's causing a lot of problems because like now they're going to you know try and retaliate thinking it's wakanda and that puts wakanda mm -hmm. in a position uh, as such but yeah what I do love is that they find out that the person who built this vibranium detector is just a 19-year-old kid, a student. Mm -hmm. And Riri is just such a breath of fresh air. Oh my god, I love her. I need and the, like and the interaction between Okoye and Shuri when they try to get into the school is hilarious. I love how Okoye Okoye is like, uh, we're in the equivalent of a Wakandan village school. <laughs> then Ramonda's yeah. like, please tell me it's a professor. And Shuri's just like, no, mom, it's a student. And like, what? I love too when they actually like get into Shuri. I mean, Shuri when they get into Riri's room, yeah. and then she's like having like a little bit of a freak out because you know I'm it's a princess of Wakanda, yeah, 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 and like yeah. you know their most decorated general, and like mm -hmm. <laughs> she's like she's like you need to leave. I have class in fifteen minutes. She's just like throw things at them and Okoye's like see how they treat like they teach kids to respect their elders here. <laughs> no, I love how Okoye is like hey small girl. <laughs> You can either come to Wakanda conscious or unconscious. Like, yeah. And then, I love how she's also then, like, oh, I like her. She does. She likes her spunk but, because Riri is spunky. Because Riri's answer to Okoye's quote is like, you need to be more conscious of how you look. Like, 
girl, girl, please. The woman has a spear. You might want to calm down a little bit. I mean, I love you, but... And I love how Shori's actually laughing at this. She's actually laughing. Like you said, it's not that she's forgotten her brother, but in this moment, she's not wallowing in it or not... Uh, she's not, I think, focusing on it. So yeah, it's exactly. like her attention's been like redirected to something else. Yeah. So like she, she doesn't have to like kind of sit with it for that much longer for like that brief period of time yeah. but no their meeting is like the greatest thing ever and i need so much more like a reach like in the content. mcu yeah, oh my i God. just i want everything and like when, i know i heart when i want that i know show, like, now. Like, oh i know God. that like phase four is obviously building up to like young avengers or something but like i would love to see like see like riri and yelena in a room together i think that'd be really funny um or like i, oh I don't God, know like mj like i've been MJ saying this like we know from the end of yes. like no, no way home, home that ned yeah. and mj are set to go to mit and i would just i i don't think it would work because i think riri's a little bit older than mj like, like in i guess older. mcu yeah. canon yeah but i would love it if they end up as like roommates and i would love to see mj just like help her with her suits and stuff and mm-hmm. i would love to see like shuri or like riri or anybody just comment and be like you're awfully calm about this whole thing and then she'd have like deja vu and be like i feel like i've done this before but i don't yeah. know where or like when and like apart from you know any sort of like tampering with like the spell from No Way Home, I just feel like Riri and MJ and Shuri would be really good friends. Oh my god, they <laughs> I would feel like they, they just like get into so trouble together. And like yeah. And also, I mean, I feel like if we know anything from previous movies, MJ is just very observant. So I feel like she'd like, like, catch on very quickly. Like, Riri would be like, because she says, like, there's a whole YouTube account dedicated to, like, sightings of her, but nobody's been able to, like, pin her, like, test runs of the suit on her. To I feel like just MJ would just be MJ like, it's you, obviously, isn't it? It's you, isn't it? And Riri's just like, what? How dare you? I'm not obsessed no. with you, just very observant. But no, I would love it if that happened. I feel like it's it's and, like and a... Shuri would just stand there and be like, <laughs> Shuri, Shuri, keep doing yeah. it. Yeah, be amazing. Again, I don't know that it's gonna happen, but for me, like that would be my dream or That'd like a fantasy. Awesome. Or just like have the three of them in a room together. Maybe throw in Ned too, because I feel like. You know, like Ned and MJ have the whole like people in the chair thing going for them, yeah, like yeah, as yeah, part yeah. of FOS. So mm-hmm. I feel like they could just do the same for Riri because obviously she's gonna need somebody. Like, I mean, not that she's not capable, but like she shouldn't have to do it on her own. And I'm sure they'd yeah. love to help. <laughs> but um, no, I would love to see that happen. But yeah, I'm so excited for whenever we get like the Young Avengers, and mm-hmm. um, I just want like every combination possible. <laughs> Like I, I feel like they would all just get along so well and just cause they so much would. chaos together. Yeah, and like all the adults would just be like hired moms and dads. <laughs> They'd be like, like the kids or literal children. <laughs> we're stuck with kids, literally. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was Okoye with Shuri and Riri because, and I love how Shuri sees Riri and she's just like, yeah, this kid is mine now. She's I'm taking her under my wing. We're, we're gonna somebody we're the, we're pointed gonna... out or like made a really good point that like their re- like Shuri and Riri's relationship almost kind of mirrors T'Challa's and Shuri's relationship. Yes! And so like oh. that too, I think one beyond just being like great for 
Shuri as a character, like in terms of her character arc and, you know, what she's going through in this movie. I just think it's just really sweet and wholesome to see. And like, they're so much fun together. Oh my God. And I feel like they'd cause a lot of chaos. And I just want, like, I will take them doing like the most mundane things. Like, I was literally just like them going shopping in like suburban Massachusetts. (laughs) I will take that. (laughs) Because their dynamic is so great. And like, I just, I love it. I yeah, do. I love it's it. Amazing. It's amazing, really. It's really cool. Again, b- both Letitia Wright and Dominique Thorne just Oh my god, they yeah, like away. they blew me away. I think that's the thing about like the MCU is just that I feel like beyond just like casting really well, they've also found like actors who can play off of each other really well like not right? just now but like from the beginning like rdj and like don Cheadle, or like yeah. you yeah. know like like from the beginning and it just it just it works so well like i i don't know but yeah no like them both as like actresses together but then like their characters together i think is like great Amazing. and like and yeah fun fact guys dominique thorne actually auditioned for shuri originally but then <laughs> got the part of riri williams when it came down to it and i think that was the right choice to make at this point yeah. I, absolutely I also love. find it's really funny how many marvel like actors have auditioned for one role and then gotten something else <laughs> like i think tom hilston he auditioned for thor and he got mm. loki which like now you it's so weird to think that like yeah because you can't imagine anyone else playing loki now to be honest yeah with you. and uh huh? i'm blanking on his name what's the name of the actor who plays bruno from miss marvel um matt something yeah oh i'm blanking God. on his last name but he auditioned for spider-man and he i think yeah. he said he was like really close to being selected mm-hmm. and then he obviously didn't get it but like now he's bruno and miss marvel and so like i just find it really funny how and like tonic hmm. <laughs> I love it. That is still one of my favorite lines. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. no. This cast again, like this is just turning into like a praise session because there's not enough good things to say about the cast. Like they absolutely nailed, nailed it, it and like, like blew oh it God. out of the water. Like, um, and and I think like they had like you said like a Herculean task to just kind of they did like, make I... a movie. Like yeah. I feel like making a movie that just like works in in any capacity. Like after what happened is such a big it, deal that is but, an like, accomplishment make... in and of itself but like, yeah but to oh make a God. movie of like this caliber and like this quality and like the whole thing just kind of functions as like a really emotional moving tribute to both chadwick as an actor and then his character T'Challa, who was so yeah, moved, like oh you know God. such a inspiration and all of that <laughs> but then also it's like such a like i think accurate I, look at grief and cathartic, and, like, and cathartic <laughs> too in a way i think yeah. yeah dude i cannot say this enough that mm-hmm. it, it it really portrays grief so well because it allows shuri to be angry and messy <laughs> and and just consumed by this thing that she... I think that was the really nice thing, too, in the sense, like, I don't know how often you see that on the big screen, and certainly not, like, I think Marvel is just now getting into the territory where they're allowing their characters to do that, because they have a little bit of time now, like, I think phases one to three, it was all... Well, yeah, that too, but, like, phases one to three, you know, it's all leading up to, like, the big kind of like it was event that was infinity that was, war and endgame yeah, exactly. um but you know now that like that has passed and they're like kind of starting from the beginning again and setting up the other you know 
big event, Multiverse. they have a little bit more time. Yeah. And I think watching some of these characters go through these really like emotional arcs and stuff, like whether it's Wanda or like Yelena or Peter or whoever, yep. Yep, um, yep. It, it's just been really interesting and kind of like refreshing to see. But I think this mm. movie in particular, like it's just so like there's something raw, about almost. this that basically, I think it's just like yeah. it's so like like I don't know it's just it's I don't know like, how to explain it yeah it, it's I really mean, hard to describe but I think like I the closest I've come to like describing it's just like raw it's just it is raw it's just how you feel and like oh um, my god we're getting to that oh my god like dude oh my god I okay okay you know what they is a, I I want to get to this point because they do get to Riri. Riri takes them to their garage so that they can pack up some of her stuff and go go back to Wakanda. But unfortunately, not only uh, it's not just them looking for her; it's the CIA too. They found this kid <laughs> and they want her to build the machine again because the one machine that they had was basically taken by Namor and like placed in Wakanda which also I just want to point out like she said she made that for a class and like she herself didn't sell it to them and I'm like who's like which scummy teacher or like professor was like oh the CIA is like looking to exploit one of my students projects and they're probably offering a lot of money so I'm gonna get rich quick it's like I mean one I don't think the CIA would have divulged the purposes of it but if it's like vibranium detector essentially like what else is it gonna do um and i, I don't know so yeah that that part i love how this, made me, i like... love how really was just like i just built that from a metallurgy class yeah like, <laughs> like she just did it like casually like for fun or whatever and meanwhile some professor is like how much money can i make up for this so um yeah and, but oh my god yeah i i love riri guys riri is just I, I love her so much. I love her so much. She's insanely she's insane in the best possible way. And I'm sure she's going to be a menace to society in the best possible way. And I cannot wait to see it. You know, like Oh my god, I am here for it. Like that. Like yeah. I said, I need all the like the combinations of interactions you can get. Mm-hmm. Um and then just selfishly, I would just love to see her and MJ together because oh I just think that would be so funny. And I feel like oh, MJ is yeah. one of those people, too, who's like, she doesn't have like a big reaction. No, but like, no. I feel like I, it would be really funny to see like Riri just be like, I'm going to get a reaction out of you. And MJ is just like totally unbothered. Like, been there, done that. You can try. <laughs> and then everybody's like, what do you mean you've been there, done that? And she's like, I don't know, but I feel like I've been here before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Feige, what are you doing with that ending? We're still hurting, okay? I know, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I need okay. like the next. I need the next Spider-Man movie, and I need them to put Riri in that too. I just want Riri in like everything. Oh my god! But back yeah, to no, this. It's great <laughs> because because oh my god, uh, they have to escape not just the CIA, but but people from Talokan as well because. They've come to take the scientists too, despite them having brokered a deal with Queen Ramonda. They're here trying to take this kid, and that's I'm kind of surprised by that. But oh my god, the Okoye fighting them off had me on the edge of my seat. Like, oh I, my god, yeah, that, 
Oh my god, that I was I mean, insane. she is ridiculously skilled. And right? again, kudos to like Denai Guerrero for just like everything she's done because oh just... Okoye is like a force of nature and blew it out of the park. I cannot say yeah. this enough. I will say this about every single cast member in this movie, right? Like she literally that she had me at the edge of my seat. This fight, the <laughs> fight choreography, the whole oh, that entire scene. I was like it was just like phenomenal like that's probably something that's so overused by now like I feel like we've just said it non-stop since we started but it's just um yeah it's just amazing I mean what I think was so cool too was that like this was the first time we had seen like the main cast of characters like the characters that we've come to know and love kind Mm -hmm. of square off against these like new beings that you know we were being introduced to and People i love how have access to vibranium yeah right and i love how they were they were clearly outnumbered because it was really just like shuri and okoye and then riri mm-hmm. who was in her suit but i think she had like by the time they kind of square off she was down for the count um yeah. and it really just ended up being okoye because shuri was also oh, kind of out for true. a bit and she was clearly outnumbered but she held her own and she did Dude, such a good she... job I and like not... You if I wasn't in the theater, I would have screamed. Like, dude, <laughs> that was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. She held her own against them. And she literally, she, except for I Atuma, think too, like, she yeah, but also, maybe this is just me being biased, but I'm putting that down to she's never faced off against anybody like these guys before. No, that's so that's true. the only reason they had even like the tiniest bit of an upper hand on her. Because I feel yeah. like Okoye is the type of person that's like, if she loses to you once, she's not making that mistake twice. And no, if you're like not. unlucky enough to yeah. cross paths with her again, it's you're over gone. for you. You're gone. <laughs> on site. You're gone. Oh but, my God. Um, yeah, I mean, it, uh, not to say that, like, the, you know, the other, you know, warriors weren't skilled or whatever, but I think Okoye is just, she's just, like, on another level, and it's, it's dude, it was seriously. so cool to watch her fight, and again, I'm just, like I said, I'm probably biased, but I'm, I'm just biased, convinced that the too. only reason she, like, didn't win that fight is because this was the first time she had officially squared off against, against these people so yeah. oh yeah. my god uh, but just, i was worried like look at that again she held her own but atura really put some work in like literally i think she <laughs> almost broke her arm and everything but she still stood back up and fought i'm like yeah it was it was intense (laughs) it was it was a lot (laughs) also i have to give credit to winston duke's umbaku here because like i love how this guy is like comic uh, he's comedic relief as well but he also makes some good points right in the beginning before they go on this mission he's like if you listen to this guy once What's to stop him from coming back again and asking for more? He's not gonna, he's not he he he's gonna keep making demands of you, and he's <laughs> he's not wrong about that. But no, but also I think I yeah. it's it's a very like they're in a very like difficult position. Yeah. Um, because I appreciate what he's saying, and I think what he's saying is also true that you know mm-hmm. once they 
do anything, then this guy could potentially just be like, oh, well, they complied this time. So clearly, you know, they fear us enough that we can keep kind of extorting whatever mm -hmm. we want from them, whether it's resources, information, whatever. Whatever But it also, is, yeah, I think exactly. for Ramonda, it was trickier because only she and Shuri met him and they mm -hmm. have nothing to go off of but his word and just you know you like the way Shuri kind of pointed out like oh, look mother he's like dripping in vibranium so clearly he's yep. not lying when he says like they have access to it too yep. and also the way uh, Namor described his army he's like I have more warriors than you have blades of grass and oh, it's God, like yeah. they don't want to risk like they shouldn't risk it if that's true they have no like mm -hmm. concrete way at this point of like confirming whether or not that's true or whether he's just bluffing to like get what he wants but I think exactly. they kind of at the beginning err on the side of caution because it's like what if he is telling the truth what if he really does outnumber us like 10 to 1 whatever 100 to mm -hmm. 1 whatever the case is then like mm -hmm. that's not a position that like they yeah. want to be in where they're forced to especially like especially not to say this uh, not to make it sound like they the that uh, not to mention not to make it look like the Dora Milaje can't handle this but like without the Black Panther it's going to be difficult yeah it's not so much about their skills at that point but if if what Namor says is true and if they really are outnumbered that many yeah. to one then it just it's a numbers thing like it doesn't matter how skilled you are yeah. unfortunately one warrior cannot be everywhere all at once yeah and um you know if, if they, you have a hundred warriors from one nation converging on like one poor soul from the other it doesn't matter how skilled they are they're probably yeah. going to go down at some point it's just a question of how long does it take for them to go down so i think mm -hmm. like as much as what mbaku says makes sense what ramanda is like i think trying to like work with is also yes. i think like a logical thing because she doesn't want to like unnecessarily just like jump Drag into her this. people into war yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and okay. also i think for her too it was also like i think she was just tired at the end of the day because it's like she left the the council with like these other nations who essentially demanded something of wakanda and or her too yeah. and then now here's another figure essentially doing the same thing the mm -hmm. only difference is they have a closer connection like literally speaking because Halokan, i think is they, they have more in common with wakanda than they don't yeah. so um, no i know i, what I think you that's think. like the only real difference but i think she's just like tired she's like why do people keep coming up and asking me of like like why are they asking me to do things or like get them things but yeah. at the same time like you said i don't think she can quite risk it with mm -hmm. wakanda and like putting them in a position of like oh yeah or like starting a war if they go against it so i think at first she's like we're just gonna kind of see what we can do <laughs> um but i think it becomes a lot harder once they realize that like i think it would have been one thing if they had gone to find the scientist and ended up being like an elderly person but it's not it's like a young woman who's just like them she's very gifted very talented yeah. and she didn't even like purposely do anything to endanger either nation she just made something for a class and then presumably somebody else sold it to the cia to make a quick buck and now it's in the wrong hands so um yeah it's um exactly it, it was really interesting to kind of see them figure out like what course of action they were going to take and once they decided it was really interesting to kind of see the turn or like the way the story progressed oh yeah because because of all of this, Okoye is down for the count, unfortunately, because they threw her into the water. Shuri actually sees this, and she 
asks to be taken to Talakan so that she can talk to them more about this <laughs> whole thing. And that's what they end up doing. So I want to uh, I want to talk about that, but first I want to talk about Ramonda's reaction to this, and I feel terrible because I understand I where Ramonda's coming from, but this is Okoye, and I just again hats off to both these ladies because I again I keep saying this, they blew me away. They they really oh just, my god, yes. I cannot say it enough. Just like that scene where Okoye is like, I want to go back and make this right. I, we need to find Shuri again. And Ramonda's just like done. And it, damn it. I, yeah, I think for it, her, it's yeah. like, because she wasn't there. I think she just views it as like her only child now. Like she's already lost her son. Yeah. Her only remaining child has now been taken by the enemy. Yeah. And there's no guarantee that the enemy is even going to spare her or oh, like God. Yeah, dude. you know, do anything. And mm -hmm. so for her, I think it's like she's after, you know, losing T'Challa and like going through all this like hardship. Mm -hmm. I think she was just kind of like at her breaking point and then Okoye coming in, like coming back to Wakanda without and especially without Shuri is kind of like the final straw. She's just like, no, like that's it. Like I and and it, it was such a hard scene to watch because you it know was. that like Okoye is not a traitorous person and she loves Wakanda as much as I'm sure Ramonda does, but it's just like it, it she you know was what also breaks I think my heart. She, it breaks my heart that Okoye calls her mother. And I, I know, I know. I can't deal with that. And 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 you can see it on Armando's face. She feels it, but she can't do anything. She she can't. Ah, she she's in a difficult position too. She's like I'm. What again? I, I think like they're they're all like. They're just they they're they're all kind of spent at this point because they've just yeah. gone through so much and yeah. mm -hmm. um they don't spent quite ever right really word. get like a chance yeah. to breathe mm -hmm. and like just kind of process it and just like step back from it a bit and I think for Ramonda especially like it, it's just I mean Sheree was like the last person she had in her you know family like she, her husband is dead her son is dead and Sheree was all that she had left and like was probably so important to her not to say that like Okoye was like you know just not at all paying attention to Sheree's safety or anything but it was just you know like again Breaking it just came down to like a numbers right. thing yeah so Breaking like you know Okoye right. was unfortunately yeah. outnumbered in the fight and she did the best she could and oh my god she unfortunately was the one to get out and she had to go home and break the news to her queen but also just like watching Ramonda like just like say those things it was really hard it was so moving and like again both Angela Bassett and Danai oh Gurira, like absolutely killed it Please, like that scene Queen. is like right like literal queens <laughs> it was just um it was such a like moving scene especially because like that one line that um uh, Angela Bassett delivers where she's oh like, my God. I'm queen of the I'm most powerful the of, nation. In the have I not given every, and my yeah. entire family is dead. Have I not given everything? Like, 
it's i mean like they put that in the trailers and it yes! it was very emotional in the trailers but when you see it in the context of the movie it's just like it's, even it's another worse. level yeah and um again the he just delivered that line you know like you feel that like i cannot say this <laughs> enough like i okay you know what you are right if I mean, awards don't mean much these days, but if this cast does not get all the awards for their performances in this movie, then I really, what is the point? Yeah. What is the point? I'm still like, like, I know it's apples and oranges, but I'm still like, kind of bitter that no way home didn't get it oh, and i feel like this is so much more emotional not that no way yeah. home wasn't emotional but like this is just like another level almost and different. i feel like this like if this doesn't get it then it's like just cancel all the awards for like the rest of eternity because <laughs> it's just Dude. like everybody acted their butt off in this movie and it really shows and it's just, just yeah i can't um, even say that enough like oh my god i yeah. the, their performances man like i and we haven't even gotten to the best parts yet. We really haven't. That's the I thing. Know. Right? Because this movie, it's I feel like it's a journey. Like, it literally just takes you on a ride with these characters. And you feel every moment of it. And <laughs> not the least of it is how... Riri, I love Riri. Riri. So you guys just stop having Black Panthers when I get kidnapped, really? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, I get it. I get that she's freaking out, and I understand that. But she, but I, I also love how uh, I, I love Shuri's meeting with Namor because it signifies a lot of things here. Um, because Shuri, even though she's She's being very pragmatic here, I have to say, because Namor tells her his story. This is what you were talking about. He tells her his story that her, his mom was human and the colonizers basically brought smallpox with them to the Yucatan Peninsula where these indigenous people lived. And to escape that, they found... A, an underwater plant that was you know covered in vibranium and that basically made them unable to breathe on land but he but her his mother was pregnant with him at the time so when she ingested that plant he became a mutant basically because of that mm -hmm. which gave him the special ability to basically get powers when he's in the water uh, and also adapt to life on land because he he's both basically that's his story and she asks to see talokan and she sees talokan she sees its people she sees how they just like wakanda have their own culture and their own way of life to protect which i get and i also mm -hmm. love how shuri's like i can't let you kill the scientist i'm uh, as princess of wakanda i cannot let you kill this scientist she's innocent she just she didn't mean to harm you or me or my or, or any of our people it just happened <laughs> and you can't just kill her and i and yeah. again she's being pragmatic about it and namor is not he's just like very absolute about it which is where things go wrong i think too though like for him again it's it's not just you know I think for him, it's like, it's the life of one person for the safety of an entire nation. So like, what difference does it make? Like, it's mm -hmm. just one person, what's the big deal? But I think Shuri, 
kind of I think maybe she sees a little bit of herself in Riri and so it's like that much harder but then also like Riri is like kind of an innocent in this in the sense that like she just made the machine she didn't make it for like you know her own personal gain or to like try and exploit you know vibranium somebody else did that part for her and like gave it to the CIA and then kind of threw her in this mess but Mm -hmm. I think for Namor and for you know others it's like well you know if she made this one thing who's to say she can't come up with like a better design or like make more or like sell Mm -hmm. more designs to other Mm -hmm. people um and I think like their concern is that (laughs) well yeah exactly it's really difficult to say. I mean, in the sense that we were talking about this in the beginning of this episode, where it's a nuanced situation, but Namor is really going about it in a really black and white way, whereas Shuri is trying to be pragmatic about this. And it is important to mention that Shuri has nothing to gain, like you said, from you know, letting Riri go. Uh, it's just that she really feel. But but the good. But the thing is, you made a very good point about Shuri seeing a lot of herself in Riri and feeling responsible for her and feeling knowing what it's like to be that gifted and being able to do these amazing things and being faulted for you know weird things that were out of your control as well. So there is all of that. But I would want to mention how. She she mentions that she hates having these gifts, but not being able to save her brother, and it so and that tells that that that's a really interesting point because until this moment she wasn't thinking about that grief, but then it hits her full force now again, and this <laughs> is a really good example of how you said that grief isn't linear in this movie. It's that it's it's like. It hits at unexpected spots and Shuri acts the way she does because it hits her in that moment more than anything else. And it's it's just one thing after the other, unfortunately. Um, but I do want to talk about what Ramonda is doing in response to Shuri being taken and uh, and how Ross is dealing with this whole situation where... Um, Okoye and Shuri were fending off the Talukan uh, army and Riri escaped, basically. So let's talk about that. Yeah, it was really nice to see, like, more of Nikia and just to kind of see her, like, come back <laughs> um, in, in any capacity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was also really cool to see that, like, she has been um, kind of, I guess, I guess, like, redirecting her efforts different capacities she's like a headmistress or um leader i guess at a school in um in haiti and um you don't get like a ton of information Mm -hmm. on specifically what she does there but Mm -hmm. she seems to be like nurturing a lot of kids and like fostering learning and growth and all of that which is really nice to see um but also it's just like a very moving scene too because when Ramonda goes to visit her she's like we didn't see you at the funeral and she's like oh I had to stay away I couldn't I couldn't come back and um you can tell that it's kind of painful She's for her processing too. it too yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but um it was really bittersweet to kind of see her mm-hmm. come all this way because mm-hmm. she only does it because Shuri's taken but then it's also like the way she kind of talks you kind of can 
hear that she's lost some confidence in Okoye and uh, she's not entirely willing to, I think, ask for her help because she thinks like, right? this person unfortunately yeah. failed me once. What's to say that it'll be different this time? Mm -hmm. So um, as nice as it is to see them kind of bonding, it's just like she's the only reason Ramonda is even here is because she doesn't trust Okoye to finish the job and get Shuri back and um, Nikia also has like not that Okoye doesn't have experience but she's got like actual experience in like getting information and going undercover and, like, exactly it's yeah. her skill set yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely so it's like nice to see her involved for that but then again bittersweet because like you again, don't Lupita want Lupita Nyong'o is amazing dude I... oh my god Phenomenal. I love her. like they all were just so good. <laughs> yeah, and I love how she puts her skills to the test by going around the area. And she asked the important question, who on earth is foolish enough to wage war in Wakanda? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a good question, Nakia, I gotta say, dude. But... <laughs> It's really interesting uh, to see how she applies herself and basically finds out information about uh, Namor and how she can find this person, basically. And she does <laughs> get to them. I love how, um, I again, I understand Ramonda's desperation. Ramonda's like, get Shuri back to me uh, by any means necessary. That's all I want. And in the meantime, Namor is actually parlaying with um, Ramonda and she asks him, "What? there must be something I can give you in exchange. And Namor is just like, nothing. No. It's just so, again, I love, again, everyone did such an amazing job. But oh my God, yeah. You feel this, you feel the tension here. And then Nakia's infiltrated the, the the sanctuary that they're in, and she manages to take both Riri and um, Shuri out. But this means war at this point, because Nakia, to take these two out, has to uh, has to kill some of the Talakans. Uh, I don't know how to say that. Uh, some of their are uh, some of their people. <laughs> and it's it basically is an act of war now, unfortunately, because that's what Namor said. It's no longer about the scientists. I'm going to wage war in the surface world. If you don't join me, I will take it as an uh, I will take it personally, and I will come for Wakanda first, and then the rest of the surface world. And <laughs> now this makes it that much more complicated. And while Namor was being all conciliatory in the beginning and giving Shuri gifts as, you know, in terms of being able to partner with her in some way to, it like, uh, Talokan and Wakanda against the surface world kind of thing. Um, it's not, it's, it's really not. Again, he's dealing with this in a very black and white way. What did you think of that? Yeah, it was very interesting because it's like, I don't think either group of people is at fault. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to blame either of them for doing what they did. 
but yeah it wasn't it wasn't handled the best way i just thought it was really funny how sherry was like I mean, she's a princess of Wakanda. She's not mm -hmm. like, it's not like if they keep her. I mean, she, I know she offered to stay in Talokan while Riri went to Wakanda. But um, I think part of that was less her being serious and more just her not wanting to like wallow in her grief and just being yeah. like, this is something else to focus on. I'm not going to worry yeah. about my grief and all that. Just mm -hmm. focus on this for now. Um, but also, like I said, she's the crown princess. There's no way mm -hmm. that like, even if she wanted to stay, like, you know, she would be given that option um and so i'm not really sure what namor expected when he took the princess but mm -hmm. like it seems only logical that somebody's gonna come for her and like mm -hmm. you know the wakandans aren't he stupid. tells them that gonna, too like, yeah. he does tell him yeah mm -hmm. but um the thing that i found really interesting which you know i wish like i mean i know why it happened but i wish like you know it had played out differently um the scene where nikia shoots one of the uh talokan warriors and mm -hmm. then shuri's like so insistent she's like i can save her i can save her i can save her but like they don't oh, have time so nikia's just like no exactly we gotta go we don't we don't have time for this but mm -hmm. shuri is like, i think it like for her she's like going back to when t'challa was like dying and she was trying so hard yeah, to man. save him mm -hmm. and i think she feels like the responsibility and i feel like if yep. things played out differently if she had proven that like hey you know we might have our differences but like we're on the same side and if she had been able to save that lady i feel like maybe then no more would be like okay maybe i don't need to go mm -hmm. this hard this quickly mm -hmm. um but i think because they were kind of just like whisked away. He was like, all right, well, you know, they're the aggressors now. They came in here after everything. And like, I showed them hospitality and this and that. And it's like, yeah, mm. but you also did kind of kidnap them against their will. And you threatened <laughs> and... an act of war in retaliation. So like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just very interesting. Like, to me, it was just like, why would you... It's not so much like, like I, I can understand why he wanted to do what he wanted to do and why he did things the way he did, but it's also like, again, you've kidnapped a very high-ranking Wakandan official. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that you don't expect any retaliation and that, like, when it happens, it's kind of like, not to be glib about it, but it's like that surprise pikachu face me <laughs> he's like oh my god i can't believe they did something and that musical and like, effect of you know that musical effect that you get when you see a surprise face and yeah, i know like, what you like and again like I, he is a compelling like antagonist in that i feel he like is. i'm not saying no his his argument makes sense right up until he takes us to the extreme of like let's burn the entire world and it's like right? okay you had me and then you lost me <laughs> um right but <laughs> exactly Again, yeah i mean i get it's... his reasons why he's his people have had to deal with colonialism and all those things i will completely understand that but burning the world for that yeah you lost me there really that's all i'll say <laughs> about that yeah but the, the, so what follows now is some of the best scenes in this movie. I gotta say. Because, like, 
Riri's in Wakanda. Uh, Riri's back in uh, Riri and Shuri are back in Wakanda. I love the scene uh, that plays out between Nakia and Okoye. They talk about what they felt when T'Challa died and why Nakia had to step away and why she felt like she couldn't deal with all of this. And but this is when the attack begins. And it is just you it leaves you at the edge of your seat. Like it really does. There's no <laughs> other way to put it. Because you see the water flooding in. You know it's coming. But again, Queen Angela Bassett. I cannot say this enough. I, I love this. I, I it, it hurts, but I there, love this. There's this one moment in that fight scene, mm. which is like towards the end where spoilers, but um it, like it's you know like they've no more has kind of blasted his way through like all the wakandan fighter jets or yep. whatever they're called yep. mm-hmm. and it's just ramonda and riri in like the throne room and he's and just like hovering Namor before them basically just like he does hit the glass that they're standing in front of and she does not flinch she doesn't no like, there's something so powerful about that just oh like my God. as a queen just her just standing there just like resolute like i'm not moving, and, like, I'm not moving. um yeah yeah and I, I think i mentioned this before but when i you saw did. that scene the first you thing did. i thought it was the quote from mulan where the yeah. emperor is like no matter how the wind howls the mountain the cannot bow to it, it. Like, yes. and i was like that's her that's her yeah that scene was so cool right up mm-hmm. until the end because like there's that moment where Ramonda tells Rhea she's like just get out of here just go and Rhea's like no I can't leave you can't and then leave like you. right after that and then hell um, breaks I, loose. I love how Mbaku is trying to fight this guy but can't it shows how powerful Namor is actually mm-hmm. like, yeah it's really cool but then this scene oh my god oh my god He's just so mad that he can't get to Ramonda that he basically gets a ton of water bombs and like floods the place. He floods it. Yeah. And- well, I don't know if it's so much that he couldn't get to her. I think he I think he probably could and he knew he could. And I think he went for her because it was like, all right, well, you guys came for my people. So like mm. now I'm gonna hit you where it hurts too, because I've already mm. been hit where it hurts. And it's just like, has no, he though? like there's just has he though? Well, it seems like he has because I think he has like a very unique connection to his people in the sense it's like they're not his people. Like they're all just like, I mean, he's leader, yes, but like mm. he seems to like know all these people. And like it could just be because he's also just like much older that like mm. for him, it's like, you know, it's like a different relationship where it's like he takes the time to learn all these people's names and all of that because like he's lived for hundreds of years and they don't, presumably. Mm. I don't know. But, um, but also, I part of me wonders whether he went after Ramonda willingly because also I think he recognized that of the two, Shuri was more volatile, and mm. if he could exploit anybody, like Ramonda it wouldn't been, budge if she made up her mind. Shuri. Yeah. But Shuri, he could manipulate if it really came down to it. And I don't think he wanted to, but I feel like mm. if maybe I think maybe he was like playing the long game and calculating and like deciding like if it came down to it, if he was in a position where he had to manipulate somebody. Of the two, she was probably like well, harder. It was harder for her to let go of her grief, and I think because of that, she was more volatile and like more reactive, but, and he could probably oh manipulate God. that. Yeah. But yeah, the scene that follows, where it's just like the throne room just, just 
flooded and then like Ramonda goes out of her way to save Riri and then like when it cuts to like Okoye, Neki, and Shuri coming in and then just like both of them just face down in the water. Letitia Wright acting in this scene. Every single one of them. Oh my god because someone mentioned this and I just when I watched this movie the second time it hurt me even more because at first she's just like mother wake up kind of thing but then she starts screaming mama I know that that killed me because it's just like that's a baby calling out to her mother that's just it right now you know what it reminded me of though it reminded me of like earlier in the movie um like when very like I forget exactly what she says she's like you just like disobeyed the queen or whatever like hung up on the queen and then uh I hung up on my mother yeah I hung up on my mom there's a difference (laughs) yeah and so like that God. like when she started screaming mama i was like that's what it reminded me of and i was uh, like thank you ryan coogler i did not need my heart but like i did not need my heart and i hate it and it's dumb okay holy shit like no that was so moving and i like the, i think the thing too is like i don't think anybody expected ramon right to die. exactly and i think like you thought like oh. okay t'challa has gone like this whole movie is all about them processing their grief it yeah. can't get any worse than this and then you see the scene of like Riri being resurrect, like revived, not resurrected. And then like you're Ramonda waiting for and, like, and but and then but that, this like, is the thing. Okoye, Okoye is the one. She's also, the one trying to revive her. But also, it... not only that, she still keeps calling her mother, and I'm like, I my know. heart. Like, what's left oh of it is a tribe. Thank you, yeah. Ryan Cooper. Um, no, it's a it's a very it's moving shattered, scene. It's shattered. My heart yeah, is on the floor in pieces. Oh my god, literally, right? Like it's just it's it's again because I don't think anybody expects it, and it's so like watching. Like I know it. It's like it, it's always really hard to lose a parent, but mm. to lose one so close after losing you know your brother and then to see Shuri's like reaction like that was a visceral reaction and like she was just like like it was just raw and like yeah oh my god and then like first she's just like mother and then when she starts screaming mama that's what it gets to you you know what I'm saying (laughs) it's like dude no yeah I I love and I hate this that like right after when you know it's like confirmed that Ramonda's dead and like they have to bury her. Um, there's this really like bittersweet moment between Baku and Shuri, and he's right? talking about how like he promised T'Challa he'd look out for her, and I'm like, hey, that's so sweet. But then he also says this really like moving quote where um like Shuri's commenting on how it must be so annoying for him to have to like defer to her, and she calls herself a child, and he's like, the world is taking too much from you for you to be considered a child. There's a reason like, for this. Because in the first movie, he mocked her, yeah, saying, yeah. saying, uh, saying that her their scientific advances had been looked at or taken care of by a child who scoffs at tradition, and she t- yeah. she puts that back at him in this movie, and he's just yeah, like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, she like, I know, re- sorry, just, I'm sorry, no, no, it, but, I just I didn't remember like the specific quote that she said because she it, it's it's from the first movie but i think it's yeah. phrased slightly differently in this movie mm-hmm. and i didn't remember the specific quote but i love that he he was just like but he, he can't even laugh at it because he's just like yeah the world is the taking, world's taking too, much, taking from too you, much from you for you to be called a child or considered a child and my yeah. heart 
my already shattered heart, which is on the floor, broke even it's more. Like in shreds. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. But also, and like, going worse, from that to, like... There's, it gets worse. Don't get, it, it gets worse. He asks her for advice, and she tells him they will be indebted to you if you help them. Which is fine. But then he's like, now where is your heart? What of your heart? You know what What? What breaks my heart in this situation is when Shuri says, I just buried the last person who truly knew me and my heart was buried with her. And I'm like, dead. Dead. No, it's, it's like, if your heart is still functioning like an hour into this movie by oh, like God. the one hour and like two minute mark, it'll be gone. You're dead. <laughs> I was yeah. like, why, Ryan Coogler, the entire cast, why? I am suffering. I mean, I, I, just, <laughs> I mean, I love this movie. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing. But I am suffering. Like, I know. I think, though, like, that's the thing that, like, watching this movie, I was just like, one, it is so traumatic, I'm sure, for Shuri to, like, lose the people closest to her. Like, she has nobody in her immediate family left. Like, like it's her dad her is gone. Her brother is gone. <laughs> now her mom. But oh also, like, yeah. this isn't new to Phase 4 in the sense, like, yeah. Marvel did it with Wanda. They did it with the oh, Elena. God. They did it with Thor. They did it with Peter. Peter. And now they're doing it with Shuri. Um, it's just, like, how many, like, people are you they, guys going to They did like, it with Mark, over? too. Like, Mark yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did it with him too. Like, what the hell, guys? Yeah, although, like, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that because you know, Stephen Grant and Jake Locklear are just like alters for him. No, but and it's still he, him, but and, okay, to make it worse, Mark was suicidal, to be honest. Yeah. So that's like another level, but okay, yeah, but it's just like, how much like pain can you guys inflict on these I pe- think, like, poor characters? I think they're betting against us. <laughs> They're like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to one-up you on the pain. I'm going to do this. And that's it. <laughs> Maybe. But like, that's the thing, right? Like, watching Ramonda get buried and just oh, like God. watching Shuri's reaction, it's just like, you can yes, it's like it's just... queen, but like, that's her mom. And like, you can, you can understand. Just shut down. You can... She's mm-hmm. literally shut down by this point. And Which he, is why, like, when yeah. she goes back to her lab and starts, like, working on recreating the uh, heart-shaped herb, it's just, like, you know probably what's going to follow. But, like, it's so hard to, like, be mad at, about it or, like, be upset at her for, like, kind of going full into, like, rage mode for it. Because, like, she's lost everything. And, like, I think, too, what makes it, like, really frustrating is I think probably the way Namor just like he's like there when like they all come into the throne room and they discover the bodies and like again Riri gets revived but you know the queen does it and then Namor talks directly to Shuri he's like you're the queen now he's like yeah bury your dead and like like mourn your losses or whatever but then like you know at such and such time it's basically like we ride back by one week bye yeah yeah and it's like i don't think you not not that i'm you know not rooting for wakanda but it's like you just gave them a week like that's probably not what you should have done no you shouldn't have done it 
because yeah. <laughs> you first of all right now Shuri is so volatile that she would do anything to avenge her mother but like that's the thing I think that's why I kind of wonder like did he do that on purpose because he knew that he could get a reaction out of her and that he could manipulate her but it's also like he did he did that you know horrible thing in her eyes and now it's like okay you wanted a reaction now you're gonna get it and like i'm not coming for like the surface dwellers or whatever you want to call them i'm coming for you first because you killed my mom so it's like i don't know it's it's like this is probably like a dumb analogy but it's like if you poke a snake in the hope that it'll like go do something but then it just turns on you and starts like hissing at you that's, that's kind of like i feel like what you kind of did or like backing an animal into a corner it's like they're not mm-hmm. defenseless even then i wonder if he was like thinking like actually okay, maybe a I can, cornered like... animal is the most dangerous one because yeah. then they'll do anything to get out of that situation and you mm-hmm. don't know what that will be and exactly. oh my God. so it's like did Again, he do that on purpose or like props to leticia right man i just no i no i cannot I say I... this enough like it's just, it's visceral, you know, that reaction. You can see this girl shut down. She's like, I'm done now. That's it. I Everything I love has been taken from me. Now I'm going to deal with this the way I should have. And I'm not going to think about it. It's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, props yeah, to all no, of them. It was like... All of them, just... All of them. It was and, crazy in like a yeah. good way, in the sense. It's just like when she goes full rage mode, you're like, again, it's just hard to be mad at her because it's like that makes perfect sense. Like, what, like, you would do the same thing too if you lost yeah. your parents, like, yeah, and oh your God. brother, and like somebody was like basically kind everything. of taunting you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Holy shit. I don't really think she was given space to like no. process her grief either. No. So it's just a lot of like, just people are telling her what to do and then she's trying to mourn literally her whole family and then people are just like do this do that and like oh my god these threats are looming and it's like yeah but she's also just like i mean she's not a kid but like she's not she's literally she's just lost grieving. everybody yeah yeah oh my god again and here's the thing i love shuri and really riri's collaborative process here to find out what they can do about namor right i really <laughs> love that it's amazing how they figure that out together right it's really cool. But then what I love is how Re- uh, how Shuri thinks of using something from Talokan, which is infused with vibranium, to recreate the heart-shaped herb. And she is actually successful in doing it. And what keeps going through my mind at that time is how she would have felt it being successful now after she lost her brother. And she wasn't <laughs> successful then when it counted for her. Yeah, I'm sure it's bittersweet. Right? But also, like, I don't know enough about it to know, like, would would having that herb, would it have done anything for T'Challa? That's the thing, though. They or, don't like, know. That, that's always yeah. going to be a what if. And again, I in the beginning, when she's talking to Ramonda, Shuri was like, I wasn't trying to save the mantle. I was trying to save my brother. That's all I was mm-hmm. trying to do. And it's just... You feel that, you know, even now when you see that she's successful. And again, her reaction to being successful is visceral. She's like, she's 
she's she can't believe it and she probably thinks i why didn't this happen then when it when it probably could have helped him why it, it, it's it's a lot of what ifs at this point yeah i think you know? also like there was that bit when she was in talokan where she was like she and namor were talking and then she yes. was like asking how is it fair that like i've been given these gifts or i'm mm. so smart or whatever but when it counted i couldn't save my brother or like what's the purpose mm. in that um and i think now that she's like at this point that she's been able to recreate it she's like yeah. kind of questioning that again it's like what's the point now like yeah. um and i think the only reason it's even like a thing is because she's still just so like hyped up after her mom died that she's oh, just like God. so filled with like anger and like resentment and all mm -hmm. that that she's just like channeling into this like okay he wants like a reaction out of me or he wants a fight with wakanda he's getting one now he's and it's getting like, one yeah dude oh, it's really hard to watch but it also is at the but, same time like but you it's know also where she's coming from yeah it's um but no again like letitia wright just did such an amazing job I and mean. like it's also just like really like interesting when you consider what sheree's role was in the first movie which is That's not really like thing. people like yeah she it was definitely like i, I don't want to say comic relief but when you watch her scenes there's definitely like more of an innocence to sheree then compared in to the now first movie. oh and, like, my god yeah, it breaks in the second your movie, heart by the time it breaks yeah. your heart yeah by the second half she's just like you know what screw it all i don't care like yeah. if he wants me to burn the world i'm gonna burn the world with him in it and yeah. it's just like yes i don't know but no her acting in this entire movie is just phenomenal I just, like I yeah every again, single give one her of all them. the awards yeah like dude seriously <laughs> and let's talk about how she isn't you know angry at Riri and how they're collaborating I love that you mentioned this when we were talking about this off recording that even after everything that's happened she she doesn't blame Riri she knows that this is Namor's doing and not and Riri was just an unwilling participant in all of this like <laughs> not even a participant she was just dragged into this um, right and that's like again I love how collaborative they are with each other and I, I and it's beautiful <laughs> And that's the thing, when she succeeds, Nakia is there to help her with the whole ritual. But what shocked me the most is who Cherie saw in the ancestral plane. Because Ryan Coogler, god damn it, man, you did it again. I did not think <laughs> that you would shock me more, but you did. So let's talk about this. <laughs> it was like i remember being in the theater and like i was like the Whoa! way it like yeah because like when you see it you initially you're in the throne room yes. and it's kind of similar to to t'challa's experience kind of. but it's yeah. like she's in the throne room and then like the camera kind of revolves around the throne and then you see who's sitting on it so at first you just see like glimpse of the white and i remember people in my like showing being like oh my god it's ramonda like she's gonna see her mom again and then the camera turns completely around the throne and then it's just like everybody just gasped because i don't think anybody was expecting killmonger to be there right? but it was Holy also like shit! it was very fitting because like I, I as much as because, it's, like it, yes. it's painful to like hear it i love how he was just like so blunt he's like no i'm here because like you, you and i are more similar you and yeah me for this yeah. and and 
And I love how Sherry's like, I would never call you, but she knows it's true. She knows mm-hmm. that she did it. She knows in her anger and in her grief, she's turned to this one person who is the who who represents the worst of them, the worst of their instincts. To be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? Not that he was the worst. I mean, he did stupid things, but he resorted to his to the worst of his instincts to do what he had to do. And I think that is what is so important to show here that in your grief, you can turn to your lowest instincts and do something horrifying. It's just yeah, I, I love I mean, that portrayal, to be honest with you. It, like you said, this movie is raw as hell, and I loved it. It's like just, you know, incredible. Yeah, I, I, as much as it was hard to hear, I kind of love how he was like, you know, your your dad wouldn't have solved well, this problem. Yeah. yeah, and like T'Challa was too noble, and he would let like the people people who like hurt you just you know exist and keep existing mm. and all of that and he's like he was basically just like calling her out and just being like but you're different like you you can do something about it and mm. as dark as it was I kind of loved when she's like when I'm done with no more he's gonna be begging for mercy like I just yep. loved that vibe mm-hmm. um I don't know it was it was it's definitely like a dark thing for her to do but I just it thought was, it was really cool but, but like it was fitting like I like <laughs> you said grief does a number on you it's just like I can't even imagine it, not to, like, to be that person. And like, yeah, not to keep comparing things, but it kind of, in a way, reminded me of In No Way Home yes, when the Green Goblin I just was wanted to kill Peter. And yeah, yeah he's like, true. I just want to kill you myself. And then the Green Goblin's like, attaboy. And it's like, this is not something you should be wishing for, FYI. But like, okay. Yeah, I know. But the but, parallels, um, though. Like, yeah, yeah. But again, I've been I'm saying this and. Uh, I I'm love just, how when they, those chip sets drop. I'm gonna die. We're both gonna die. I, know. I swear to God. But here's the thing, though. She doesn't tell anybody who she saw because she's afraid <laughs> of it herself. I don't think she expected that, and I don't think she likes the fact that that is who she saw. Right? Mm-hmm. But then she I saw somebody make a point too about how for her she wasn't entirely sure that the ancestral plane was even like a thing because no, she's true. so like, you know, like science and you know, Logic there's a rational explanation and, for everything. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly, and to like exactly. see this place like and not really have like a concrete scientific explanation for it. It's like, you know, like how do you rationalize that or like how do you no, explain you it yeah, exactly. um yeah. but yeah i mean watching like especially watching like nikia try and like get that information from her it's like oh my god please like just tell her sure just like yeah. let it out it, like let she's it out. not gonna judge you for you but yeah. um yeah i mean i think i, I don't know if it was it's because she was scared of the judgment or what but it's just like she's not gonna judge you for it just please tell somebody <laughs> Because keeping it bottled up inside is like, it's not healthy. I mean, it's, I know it's so much easier said than done, but it's also just like when you look at like where she was in like the first movie and then where she ends up like in parts of this movie, it's like, it's almost like the character's unrecognizable. Yeah. Because she's just going through so much and it's like, it's completely understandable why she's reacting the way she's reacting. But also at the same time, it's just like, like you just want to give her a hug and just be like, "It's Dude, okay." I, I yeah, you want to give her a hug and say, "Hey, it's gonna be okay. It's really gonna be okay." But 
God, this movie is so good. I cannot say that enough. Yeah. Right? Because, first of all, the score, when he oh comes in a new Black Panther suit while the council is convening, incredible. Absolutely <laughs> incredible. And everyone's just, like, so excited that the Panther is back that they fail to notice how much it's troubling her, what she's, what state of mind she's in. But Mbaku sees it. She, <laughs> he sees it. And he's like, and when she asks to have a word with him alone, he, he tells her, hey, I'm not going to go to war. But I love her question for him. Was my mother's life not worth eternal war? I, and his answer is even more fitting. He's like, of course she was. Of course. But that is not what he would want for you. Yeah, I think there's a bit where he also phrased like, of course she was, of course she is. Yeah. And like that, just like. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah. And then I love that she's like, you talk about her she, as if she's still here, but she's not. Her hopes and her dreams for me died with her. That breaks <laughs> your heart. I can't. I I'm like, But no. like, again, like, it makes so much sense it when does. like you see her like doing these things and then she goes from I'm like... I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. It's just so hard. No, no, I know. I'm just saying like it, it, it yeah, is know, very heartbreaking and it, it's it's yeah. sometimes a little bit hard to watch her go down these dark paths, but like it makes perfect sense when you see yeah. like... Oh my God. I mean, for her, it's like she's avenging her mother and... Like, yeah, it's just it's crazy. Really, yeah, not enough words to describe it. Yeah, and the worst part is she's like when she says that she's like she's gone now. Well, her hopes and dreams for me died with her. What matters now is what I want, and what I want is Namor dead. And I'm like, girl, girl. I love I know, you, it's... I get it, but oh my god, you need help. Just like... More more than that, I mean, maybe to a certain degree she does, but it's also just like, she just needs time to like, yeah, grieve and then like, just like, let just go of it. Sit with it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because like, she's just been, I feel like she's been just going at like, a hundred since mm-hmm. T'Challa died, and the yeah. first time she does... Like it's with her mom, and then Ramonda's like, "Okay, just let it go." And it's like, she's not like she wasn't ready at that point, no. but like at this point, I don't know that she's ready now either. But it's like no. she needs time to process her mom's death, yeah. her brother's death, to just kind of yeah. yeah. Um, you know, just let it out for yeah. a second. Also, I just find it really interesting because one of the things in Love and Thunder that like they kept bringing up was like, or Thor kept bringing up, was like, I want to feel shitty about Jane. <laughs> Mm. and like in this movie it's just like literally the entire like host of characters feeling like shit and like the ways it's affecting them so um i don't know i, I just mean, thought that that was interesting the point like i want to be he's saying that it's rather i i'd rather feel something for you than close myself off <laughs> which i get don't get me wrong that's that that's very true but this is like the other extreme where you're you're yeah. so vulnerable that it literally destroys you. Like mm-hmm. she's not saying I don't I don't feel anything. She's like I am so full of rage. If anything, right it's now, yeah, it's I the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, where it's like she feels too much. Yeah, and she's exactly. just like letting it consume her. And she's like, you yeah. know what? I don't care anymore. Like 
any chance of peace we could have had. Like, yeah. you threw that out the window the minute you murdered my mother, and now exactly. I'm coming for you. Exactly. And it's, it's hard oh to watch, God. but also at the same time, it's kind of cool because I, I don't the know. There's something... right Yes, kiss, man. I cannot. Oh my God. Yeah. Every single one of them. I cannot say this enough. Every single one. And okay, I did not expect to have feels from stuff that Umbaku said, but holy right. shit, man. Winston Duke. was not on my you. Marvel bingo card. Like, dude, no. Like, you broke my heart by being such a good. Like, voice of reason almost? Yes. Yes, because he like the stuff he was saying wasn't untrue, but yeah. also like Shuri has just lost so much and she's been through so much in such a short period of time that it's like it's really hard to get through to her right now, yeah. and you can't fault her for doing the things that she's doing either. No. Again, because like because I mean, he she, understands she... that too. That's why he doesn't argue with her when he's mm-hmm. when she says you're going to help me do this. That's it. He doesn't argue, but he knows... I mean, technically, that... she's higher than him in the sense, like, yeah, she's still well, a princess. Yes, and, but... but no, yeah, he doesn't argue with her, and, and he's like, "I'll whatever you want, like, I'll do it, but just know that, like, this is not exactly. what your mom wanted for you, and, like, yeah. I'm not super thrilled at the prospect of doing this, but, like, I if promised your brother, you and, like, yeah, yeah okay. I'll do it. Yeah, oh my god. That wasn't, like you said, that wasn't on my Marvel bingo card, y'all. Mbaku giving me feels was not on my Marvel bingo card. But it, just, damn it, it hurts so much more because, it like, it, it, it's a mirror of, like, real life. Because, like, nobody knew that Chadwick Boseman was going through, you know, yeah. this illness. And then it seemed that he had just kind of, you know, prepared for it quietly in the sense yeah. like it wasn't a publicized thing and anything that was done they just, it seemed to have just been like contained within his family and like yeah, very close friends kind of thing. yeah yeah, exactly. yeah and so like t'challa doing the same thing just hits that much harder where it's like he doesn't mention it as a character and like he just makes preparations yep. and then you know it it just I, I don't know i think that just makes it so much more like it just makes it harder, like when it, it, it hits harder when it, it just mirrors real life. So, um, and then yeah, the way, um, you know, it, he was like, you know, telling this kind of like semi rival to like look after his sister, and he's like, yeah, you know, we may have had our differences in the past, but like no, when I'm gone, it. I need you to yeah. be there for her. And yeah. and then Mbaku's like, yeah, whatever you need, like I'm here for you. I promised your brother, and like I'm gonna keep my word. Make um, me cry, man. Then- <laughs> I know, I know. I know it, it's it not something I expected, but it's it was very moving and like yeah, oh I think too like that was a really nice thing that like he could have questioned her. He could have been like, What the hell are you doing? Like why mm-hmm. are you doing this? I'm not gonna help you. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't owe you that much or whatever. But he doesn't and like kinda of like we talked about before, again, like the yeah. The characters like nobody really blames anybody for certain no. things. Like Shuri never blames Riri for anything. Um I'm like I think at first where he's kind of like taken aback by everything that's going on, but she's not like, oh my god, it's your fault that like I'm stuck in Wakanda and I can never go back home or whatever. Um, and so like kind of seeing like those things get like or those things like play out differently and end up the way they were in the movie was very refreshing. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. Now let's talk about the final fight because holy shit, it's like out of this world really. Because they have this plan to get Namor out of the water 
so that he's away from you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of what they did with Gaia in the in the blood of Olympus. The years of Olympus. Yeah. This is like holy shit. I love it. It's amazing. It, it, it's great. Okay. Like they get <laughs> him away from his source of power so that he can't be that superhuman anymore. And really, Shuri gives him the fight of his life. She's so visceral. Also, I just love um, that there's a bit where, like, Riri's in her new upgraded suit. Yep. And I think she was the one who's meant to, like, get Namor on the, the ship. Yep. And then she's like, oh, he's fast, but I'm faster. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. Bad. I love it. More of that, please. More of that. Ironheart win, guys. Come on, Marvel. Give I know, me more Riri I know. content. But anyway. Yeah, it's all really... She's really cool. Like, the way she immediately calculates uh, the the height or distance she requires to get off, uh, get off an airborne satellite. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, again, super cool. She's, she's amazing. I love her. But... And I love that Okoye is, like, as critical as she is of Shuri's designs when it comes down to it. She's just, like... Um... Basically, she's just like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm just going to, do, uh, I'm just going to uh, um, do what I have to do here. So it, it's again, I as as critical as she is of Shuri in that aspect, when it comes right down to it, she's she she's down for it as long as it's for Wakanda <laughs> for her, she's there, and I love it. Again, she puts up the fight of her life against Atuma and Namora, which is great. And now Shuri has her own battle to fight, basically. Um, again, and this battle is so visceral. Like I cannot, I, I can't, words fail me when I when I talk about this. But let's, but we have to talk about it. So let's go. For it's it. it's an intense one, like yeah. for sure. Um, one, just, like, getting them more away from his power, like, the source of his power, like, that was cool yeah. to kind of level the playing field, because yes. um, I think he he had some advantages in the sense he was more, like, almost like a demigod, kind of. Like, he, yes. he just, and, and being close to the water, he had, like, an endless source of, like, energy to, like, replenish himself and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, Shuri having taken the heart-shaped herb and then, you know, yep. becoming the Black Panther. Yep. Um, she's also, like, different now, too. But no, this yeah. fight scene was so cool because I think she is very different from T'Challa when, you know, he was the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially when they finally crash land in the desert and, like, they're fighting, it. I think it starts as a fight to the death because she's just like, yeah. screw it. Like, you took everything from me and yeah, I'm, not I'm gonna, gonna leave kill any, you or I'm gonna, anything. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, she was out for blood and she was gonna get it or die trying. And it was really cool to watch, but also the whole time you're just like, oh no, Shuri, please, no, don't, don't do that. Do don't it. do that. Yeah, don't do that um, to not yourself. Not so much because, like, yeah. yeah, I think, like, that's the bigger thing. It's, like, I think from, like, a story point of view, would it have made sense for her to kill somebody? Probably. Because she was just so, like, you know, consumed by place. everything. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think there's an easy way to, like, look at somebody who took someone from you and be like, you know what? I'm going to walk away. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you don't want to do this now and then, like years down the line when you're like nations are still like locked in the 
bloody costly war like regret it you know so it was like as a audience member just like watching that play out but then also knowing that like this is not gonna bode well for the future and yeah if they survive they're probably gonna regret it type thing it's exactly just like on the one hand you're like yay go shuri and on the other hand you're like no please stop don't do it exactly um oh my god totally dude but but let's yeah also i mean it talk was about who she actually wanted to see in the ancestral plane and how this played out in this moment because she's also pretty wounded because as powerful as she is Namor is also still powerful and he he does pack a punch let's not Mm forget -hmm. <laughs> he does so let's talk about that too yeah there's that bit where it looks like he's down and out for the count kind of yeah but he like impales her with a spear yeah and it's just like there is a moment where i was like oh my god, she's gonna die. Because it's like, yeah, yep right she's taking that heart-shaped herb, but it's like, that's not, like, that doesn't make her immortal. And, exactly like, oh my god he, like, stuck his spear fully in her. Like, that's gotta in rear her abdomen something like in her. literally in Yeah. her gut like oh my god holy shit And, like, the fact that she's still alive after. But not only that, she, like, just moves through the entire, I mean, she breaks off Yeah, part of she it, and does. then she moves through the sphere. And Yeah, to, like, oh my god. get it out of her it's like that gave me tomb raider vibes i'm like that's Right? laura level That's nonsense Laura like that is Laura level nonsense, <laughs> y'all. like the amount of insections you could probably get from i don't even want to know I don't want but at to the know. same time it's like you I can't want to know. not root for her because it's Yeah. like um But then that that moment, that's when you hear Amanda. She calls out to her child and she like, show them who you are, who you I know really are. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah there's like that bit where like everything just like rewinds like it goes backwards yep. and it's all the moments of like her with her mom and it's Yep. just like look marvel you've extracted so many tears at this point Oh like God. You i have nothing left to whatever give anymore my my shattered heart, which has been like hammered to like tiny pieces, is being hammered again. That's what this is, pretty much. i know And they're not done yet. We're gonna talk about i that know too. They're not even done. Please continue because I love how in the end she chooses to be she she's firm about this. I'm going to help you protect your waters, but we're not going to keep doing this. That's Mm -hmm. it. This is it. I'm going to help you protect your waters. They're not going to come after you or your people. But this, whatever this is, you're not going to come after us again. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that. I love that she it was finally very powerful chose that. too like Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. yeah because i think also like beyond it just being like the right thing to do and it was nice to see her be the bigger Yeah. person it's just like again anything they do now is just gonna have like cascading consequences for the Oh future god, and i for don't think real. you know for all of talokan's talk about like you know we have enough warrior like we have more warriors Yeah. than blades of grass and all that it's like yeah but also wakanda's not going to go down without a fight and No. like even if they were to lose i feel like they would make enough of a dent in They talokan's did army inflict that like damage. Yeah, oh my yeah god, for real. like they're not going to go down quietly or easily and like by the end of this if there is an end eat like both sides will have sustained i'm assuming heavy losses and all of that because like, they're Oh pretty my god, evenly yes. matched on an even playing field Yep. um but yeah i mean it was just 
like I don't know how to describe it. It was just so there cool is no to see that ending sight. Like it just, it was so visceral, right? Like yeah. I can't even. But they're not done was... shattering our heart yet. But we'll get to that too. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, the way Shuri is just like, like you said, just like very firm about it. She's like, yield. I'm like, you know what? We're gonna work this out. We're gonna we're gonna do something. Mm-hmm. But like, this is not the way because yeah. the only path forward for our people is just gonna be the wrong one if we keep going down this path because yep. I think at that point she could kind of recognize like this is not right for either of us to be like yeah. this hell-bent on vengeance or revenge and mm. I think she had also come to this like to realize by this point that it was like I can do all these things in the name of the people I love but it's not going to bring them back and yep. it's not going to change the way I feel mm. it's not going to make me feel better mm-hmm. or even if it does it's going to be like a temporary thing yep. <laughs> and and I think I don't know if anybody, like, not to say that, like, the Talokan people don't respect no more, but I also wonder, like, did anybody tell him that? Because he's been holding on to this grudge for, like, hundreds of years. And it's a valid thing. I mean, he lost his mom and, you know, they were forced to kind of exile themselves and and, and hide and, yeah, and, like, rebuild. And it couldn't have been easy, but it's also, like even if you were to burn the entire surface world then what like it's not going to bring your mom back it's not going to change what happened to your you people you can't go back to and... that place and live there again that's not exactly gonna, that's not gonna work yeah so it's like what is it gonna do other than just give you like a two second or two minute satisfaction mm. of having done it and then it's like and now what <laughs> so um yeah watching the end of that fight scene and watching shuri be like you know what this is not the way forward for either of us and like watching her be like firm and being like this is what we're gonna do and like Mm -hmm. you're gonna cooperate that was really cool to see because it it wasn't i mean she was being like this is what you're gonna do and you're gonna comply or else but it also wasn't like she was saying anything unreasonable she was just saying like we're gonna make this work and like wakanda will protect your you secret we're not gonna tell anybody yep but you know, like she was just like very like yeah. matter of fact about it. Like this is what we're doing, and like this is it. game stop now. That's yeah, it. yeah, which is incredible. And mm-hmm. this is when the healing actually begins because mm-hmm. because Shuri decides that she may still be Panther, but she I don't think she wants to be queen, so she sends Mbaku in her stead, which is again. Let's see how that works out. It is, it is. I wish she was Queen and Black Panther, but maybe that's our decision to make at this point, I guess. Yeah, I'm very curious to see, like, whether or not it's, like, a long-term thing or, or, like, I'm not sure how this works, but I'm very curious because... We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, but it's also just, like, you know, her, her family has been on the throne for a couple generations now and at minimum so like it would have been nice to see her continue that tradition in honor of them but again it's totally her choice and i respect her for like doing wanting to step the hard thing and yeah because i feel like also like if i had been in that position i would have been like this is like the last connection i have to my family like i would want to do it you know Mm. but i think it was really cool that she recognized that either she didn't want it or she wasn't in the right place for it or that there was somebody Um, better suited for it and um yeah and also i think just from like a logistical point of view now that like the black panther and the leader or slash ruler are like separate entities or people you know probably a good thing maybe yeah yeah. and i mean if if this current saga is anything to go off of you know that like 
she's gonna pop up somewhere and she is. it won't it most likely won't be in Wakanda so it'll be really hard for her to be ruling Wakanda when she's not in Wakanda I know but let's also talk about the other thing that broke our hearts all over again because the credit scene that and the stuff before because it really it's a lot okay it's a lot <laughs> because Shuri goes to Nakia because I love how Nakia's like you can come to Haiti anytime you can have a home there with me we'll we'll uh, I, I'll I'll be there for you which is sweet which is again <laughs> amazing and she goes there but and she finally burns those clothes and yeah it's dead silent and you see all her memories of her brother which is like i still gets to you i can't do it i can't do it yeah no it's it's very moving i think again like we mentioned earlier like the movie just it cuts sound at random intervals and it just it hurts so much more um and, and I, again, that's something Marvel has done really well. It's like they'll either cut the sound at key moments or like they'll play like a recurring theme or like a so motif or whatever. Important. And it's yeah, just like, oh my God. yeah, it's just like, thank you, Marvel. I did not need my heart. I didn't. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my God. You know, like those giant tubs of popcorn you get at the movie theater, I could easily have filled like oh, seven million with my with those, like, Yeah. Like a phase four has just been. Pain. So, yeah, there's been a lot of funny stuff, but also a lot of, like, really deep, sad, emotional stuff. And it's just oh, like, God. thanks, guys. Like, let's, uh, let's talk about that mid-credits scene, though, which is... It again, changes Jeff everything. It changes everything. Because, <laughs> oh, my God, Nakia and T'Challa had a son? Mm-hmm. And his name is Toussaint, which is so sweet. But Tussauds is, is only but... his Haitian name. And yeah, his Wakanda name is T'Challa. And I'm dead. dead. You know. And and this might be getting into a can of worms that we may or may not want to open. But I love, somebody made a really good point that for all the people on social media clamoring for T'Challa to be recast. They, they can shut up recast. now. They can shut up now. Okay? Just shut up now. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, no, that's that's a. I mean, I I mean, I can understand why people wanted the character to be recast. I I think maybe if this movie came out a couple years later, then it would totally make sense. But I think it's still kind of close to when Chadwick passed. That it's just like too soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to me, it feels too soon. But I have like no ownership of the character, so what I feel doesn't count. But um, I I don't know. But in a way, I feel like they did kind of recast him. So, which is in in the most respectful way, I'd have to say. So, <laughs> but I also want to leave this with a bit of levity because <laughs> Valentina did get Ross arrested for treason because he was giving Ramonda information. But guess <laughs> who frees him? Okoye. <laughs> And I love the first thing that she says is, huh, a colonizer in change. I really have seen everything. All right. (laughs) I mean, 
Yeah, no, that scene was really fun. In a weird way, it kind of reminded me of, I think it was a deleted scene in Black Widow, where she's, like, being taken in, and then, um, what's his name? The, the agent, I'm blanking on his name. He's like, he's like, oh, I don't really know, like, which side you're on. And, like, was it Ross? It could have been Ross. Maybe, maybe it was Ross. I forget who, I probably was. Um, but he's, like, kind of... sort of kind of taunting natasha and he's like the other Ross, not this on. not ever it was thunderbolt yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Other yeah that's what yeah not not this ross yeah. um but um yeah I, like there's a bit where you know like she's like taken in after they like blow up the red room yeah. and they're talking and he's like i can't get a read on you and he's like going to this whole spiel about how it's like who is she really and do they really know her and he's like he looks behind him and then like the like the car is empty like she's just gone <laughs> so like the poor driver like of he's probably course. just like got a drop off and he looks behind him he's like wait what <laughs> Yeah, but it, um, no, that that scene was really funny. Where Okoye was just like, "All right, hop out, like we're going," and Ross is just like, oh, "I have no idea what's going on, but okay." But okay, again, this is like sub colonizer. We're gonna deal with some shit. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, guys! If it wasn't clear already, we absolutely adored this movie. It was amazing. All things good. Just I cannot say that enough. I would go. It's watch emotional, it. but oh my so god, good. yes, yes, so good. Yes, yes, it is. And props to the entire cast and crew for this movie. They just blew it out of the park and gave us them all the awards. The crew, yeah, especially like, I feel the crew, always get overlooked, but like. Not that our shout out counts for anything, but shout out to the crew for their yeah. amazing job. Oh my god, yes. Because that was fantastic. Phenomenal. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Words will not do it justice, guys. You have to experience no. this to feel the way that we did. Um I just go watch this movie. Just just watch it, experience it, feel all the feels. Because it will break you in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. I will not say anything else and next week uh i think we're diving into all things phase four yep it's something a little bit different um yeah in the sense i think normally we just do like one piece of something mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but um mm-hmm. wakanda forever was the last entry in phase, in four, phase four and phase four yes. has been very interesting in our opinion oh, yes. so yeah next week we are discussing or like reviewing phase four in its entirety now that we've seen mm-hmm. Um, all the TV all shows, it. all the movies. Yep. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to to kind of look back on Phase Four and see <laughs> where it started and where it ended up, and how much where pain they really forced us through. <laughs> where, where, how it started, how it's going. Death. Yeah. Death. <laughs> Tears. I know. Anyway. Thank you guys for sticking with us. We really appreciate you. If you've stuck around through this entire uh, episode, again, we really appreciate you. And we will see you again for a review of the MCU's Phase 4 next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you.
As always, our lovely theme song is Water Lily by the 126ers. The Nerdy Podcasts podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and you can follow us online at nerdy-podcasts.tumblr.com or at nerdypodcasts.wordpress.com.